Good evening. And I am so excited that you guys are here and are not watching football. Praise God. Woo! Somebody loves Jesus, huh? Um, before we get started, just that awesome video, um, the One in One Project. Um, if you want to give to that, um, you can give at the giving kiosk back here. Um, we take plastic. Amen. Um, but y'all can give if you want to. That is an awesome thing. That's how we as Connection, we fund missions. That's how we impact our community and, our, and the, just everyone around us. Um, it was a couple ways they, they spoke about um, something we're going to do in April called Service Week. Um, we're going to do that as, as our connect groups. We go out, and uh, like we say in our connect groups, we live life together. So it can, as our connect groups, we're going to go out and serve our community. Uh, like Mr. Eddie said, we're going to infect our county with Jesus. We're going to try to be doing stuff all over our county so that people know that Connection Midland's here and we love our, our, our community and our county. So that's what, we're, that's what that week's going to be about. And, and, and in giving to one-to-one, it helps fund those projects that we're going to do. Um, also, one-to-one, um, it helps going to help when, when Christmas time gets here, we have something called a service day where we give out gifts and we give out meals to those who can't afford Christmas meals themselves. And one-in-one one helps finance those meals that we give out to our community. Um, also, one-in-one, one, as you're looking, as you look, as you come into the, to this um, facility and you look at Connection Milling, we are a recipient of the one-in-one one project. Um, it, was f- it was because of them. Uh, it advanced us years further than we would ever be able to be on our own. It helped us get started. It helped us be able to make a huge impact on, on our county and our community. We, uh, it just helped us out a lot. So the one-on-one also helps finance and, and us push other campuses. We plan on planting a campus every year in a different location that needs Jesus, that needs something specific to how we do ministry. And we plan on doing it every year. So that's kind of what that does. And that last thing is he, they talked about was transitional housing. It's something been on my heart for a long time, something we need in our county as well. But uh, like he said, to give somebody a hand up instead of a handout, we give too many people hand, just handouts. We need to be able to train them and teach them how to come out of the situation they're in and also showing them the love of Jesus. And that gives us a good way to bring them out of that. There's a lot of things that's happened in our community over the past couple of years that we could have benefited by giving that kind of resource to them. So we're going to start in Statesboro and, and do that. Not only it's going to be located in Statesboro, but it's going to benefit all campuses. If somebody in our community needs that, we will be able to put them there and help them. So uh, that's, what, that's kind of a, a quick and dirty rundown of what that is about. But I just wanted to kind of touch on it and tell you guys, you know, that's how we do mission work. That's how we're going to reach our community and our county is, is really giving to the one and one and trying to raise that money on top of our additional tithes and offerings. So, um, and it rolls right into this week. What God's really shown me to, to really talk about this week is about serving. We've been talking about um, the, the Made for More series here, how God's called us to, to be that we're made for more than what we've become. And we've been just, just taking that, that little chisel and been not, just knocking away of how all of us have grown up in church and how we think church should be. And serving is something that we don't think is necessary, a lot of us. When we think of serving, we think of coming to the church and allowing the preacher to serve them and give them a message instead of us getting out and doing the work God's called us to do. But one of the biggest things that we have to be, and if you're a part of Connection Milling, you're going to be a part of serving. God's called us to be so instrumental in our county that if Connection Milling is not there, our county is going to miss us. I mean, they should miss us because we're going to be serving our people. We'll be serving our county, showing them the love of Jesus in tangible ways. The only way we're going to do that unless we're all on board together. I'm going to try to to run through this as fast as I can so y'all can get home and watch the last two seconds of the game, okay? Before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you once again uh, for being able to come and to uh, just to be here, Lord. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for just... uh, as the worship team was, was singing, God, how I just, I, just felt, I just felt your presence here, Lord. And I thank you, God, for that. I just pray, Father, that you would move in a mighty way. God, you would move amongst these seats. And, and God, you would move in our hearts, Lord. Lord. We didn't come here just to come and, and hear somebody speak. We came to experience you. 
And God, we just pray that you would consume our hearts right now. And God, we would leave this place different than how we came. Lord, just break the chains of pride. Break the chains of, of uh, just keep going through the motions. Break the chains of apathy today, Lord. Open our eyes so that we can really see how we're supposed to live for you. And God, I pray, Lord, that in everything we do today, we give you honor and praise and glory. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. So one benefit of, uh, we video these and, and they let me watch it. And I'm, I'm amazed that a lot of you hadn't been seasick or car sick. Because I, man, I run back and forth on here. And when I'm preaching, I think I'm moving like this. But in reality, I'm going like this. So y'all just have to be with, be, just, just bear with me until I get my, my gait figured out, my pace figured out. But today we're going to talk about the culture of serving. And it's such an instrumental thing in our society because our society has become so individual-focused. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about what makes me happy. And if it don't benefit me, I don't want to do it. And, and, and to be the people God's called us to be and to be the servant he's called you to be, that breaks that mold to pieces. It completely breaks that mold. To be a servant, the word servant means to attend to. Kind of like a waitress to take care of. When you go to sit down to get your meal, that waitress comes to you and, and her, her whole, she's focused on you the whole time. And she's all about just helping you enjoy that experience. And God's called us to be servants, to serve, to attend to people. So that people see that we love them, people see that we care about them. And that people see Jesus in us. That's why we serve. Serve us not to benefit anyone. But it's supposed to show people. Well, it does benefit people. Let me take that back. It is to benefit people, but it's also, on top of that, a benefit in other people. It also shows them how true our heart is, how much we really love Christ. Because I can say, I told a group of people this morning, before I was saved, I was a good person. I was. I'd, I'd do anything for anybody. I'd give you the shirt off my back. I give you anything. And I was known as a good boy growing up. I always had manners. Mom and daddy raised me right. And I'm thankful for that. And I was good, but I wasn't godly. I wasn't, I wasn't a follower of Jesus. And when I became a follower of Jesus, I began to understand what that meant. What it meant to, to, to go further than just, you know, stopping and helping somebody. It shows our hearts. It shows who we really are when we stop and help somebody that can't give us anything in return. It doesn't benefit us, but when we do that, it shows our hearts. Y'all tracking with me? Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Y'all very quiet tonight. Y'all got to come on. I haven't given you an amen section yet, but y'all hold on. We're coming. I polled a bunch of pastors and a bunch of friends today. I sent them a text. I said, hey, what do you think is keeping people from serving the Lord like we should? And man, I got all kind of all kind of answers. But the common thread was this. The common thread was pride, selfishness, busyness, and being uncommitted. Out of about 20 different people, that was the most common things that were said. And I would have to say that hits the nail straight on the head. I mean, that's, that's direct because we're so consumed with ourselves. When we serve so many people serve to get a pat on the back. So many people want to do something to say, look what I did. And that's not what serving is about. It's not for you to get gratification. It's not for you to get people to say, oh, look how awesome he is because he did these things. No, it's to give God glory and glorify God. And if we're doing it for affirmation, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. Doing it for the wrong reasons. I said a while ago that we're, our society has become all about us. I looked up this week. You know how many selfies were taken in one day, yesterday? A million. People just taking pictures of themselves. That means, look at me. Look how awesome I am. And then they put their value on how many likes they get. Huh? If you see me put a selfie on Facebook, please, please call my wife and tell her I've gone crazy. Please. But it's, it's about me. I mean, look, look at the slogan of, of uh, I think it's Burger King, have it your way. 
And that's what we want. We want it our way every day. And if anything's on the contrary, we act like a spoiled little kid and we have a tension tantrum. We just stomp our feet and we get upset. But serving makes us more the image of Christ because it causes us to humble ourselves and realize that, hey, this is not about me. This is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. If this thing was about me, I would have quit a long time ago. But when you, put, when you circle your life around Jesus and everything you do has purpose because you love him, everything changes. Everything changes. Something I want you to, maybe you want to write this down if you can remember, but saved people serve people so that serves people can be saved people. I'll say that again. Saved people serve people so that serve people can be saved people. We serve others so they can see Jesus, Jesus in us and then say, hey, you're so much different than everybody else in the world. What you got that nobody else has? Y'all like that proper grammar? What you got? I figured y'all could, y'all could get that better. Before we're willing to serve, guys, we've got to realize that it's not about us. It's not about me. And serving God allows us to humble ourselves. Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20 is where we're going to be. Jesus was telling his disciples, just told his disciples, he said, hey, look, I'm fixing to die. I'm fixing to go to Jerusalem, and I'm fixing to be crucified, and I'm going to, raise, I'm going to be rose on the third day. Well, his disciples still didn't really get what was going on. They still didn't really understand. And all of his 12 disciples, they, they started kind of panicking. Well, what, what's going to happen? If he dies, what's going to be the, what have I benefited from following this man all this time? So in verse 20 of chapter 20 in Matthew, it says this. It says, The mother of the son of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. And he said to her, What do you want? And she said to him, Say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one on the right hand, and the other on your left in your kingdom. And Jesus answered, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm able to drink? And they said to him, We are able. And then he said to them, You will drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. And when the other ten heard it, they become indignant. They become mad, upset at the, at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them, and their great ones exert authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever, you, but whomever, whoever will be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So even here you've got these, you've got these disciples that have been following Jesus. They're the ones that, were, that should have gotten it, right? They were right there with him every day seeing all these miracles. They should have understood what it meant to be a disciple, Right? But even they were confused. There were two of them that said, hey, look, you're fixing to die. I want to make sure that this is going to be worth it. They wanted to sit at the right hand of Jesus. To sit at the right hand, that that meant that, that they wanted to be next in rank, next in power, to have the highest rate of authority. The desire to be in front and important, the desire to, to have all the attention, they, wanted, they, they desired that I had all that attention to be known, that it was them, that they were, they were something. There's so many people that call themselves Christians, especially Christian leaders, that are like, hey, this thing is about me. Look at me. And there's so many people in our churches that, that, that sit on a church pew and don't serve because they get upset because they don't get the attention. Oh, look what such and such did. They cut sister such and such's grass. Oh, they did so great. They want that affirmation. In reality, they need, they need to drop the title and pick up a title. Amen. They need to start serving people. 
And when we're selfish, and we're all selfish in certain areas in our life, but these men were selfish. It was about them. When we're selfish in the body of Christ, and we don't want to serve, we don't want to do what God's called us to do, it causes diversity and it causes division. It causes strife, just like it did then. The mother guys were like, what? You want to be over me? You want to, you want to tell me what to do? They probably were mad because they didn't think about it first, if we're getting real. But, but they were upset about that. Serving God cannot be about us. It's got to be about other people. It's about Jesus. Amen? But they didn't get that. But that, it gave Jesus an opportunity. That argument gave Jesus an opportunity to really show them what being a disciple really meant. It showed them, said, look, you know, look. He allowed them to understand, look, as the Gentiles do. He said, look, you can't lord over people. It's not, we're not supposed to lord over other people. I came to serve. He said he came to serve, not to be served. So we're supposed to serve other people with our entire lives. Not to lord over them and tell them, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that doesn't just apply as a follower of Christ. It applies at work, too. I made a big, I, I fell a lot, okay? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I fell a lot. When I first got saved and, and was following Christ, and, man, I was, I was doing all kinds of things, God was really blessing me. And I started out surveying. I was in the woods chopping the line, and I kind of just progressed up through it. And as I progressed up through it, I became an instrument man and finally a party chief. And then finally, they, they put me up to manager. <laughs> I was going to tell some people what to do. Well, that went straight to my head. And I hired a good friend of mine named Chase Conway. And I'm glad Chase still loves me to this day, but I hired Chase, and Chase came on, and man, it wasn't about, I didn't care about, at that time, I did care, but it didn't seem like I cared about him or his family. It was all about getting the job done and making me look good. And I began to push them and push them and push them and push them, and he took a lot. And I'm glad he loves me, because he had every right to punch me in the face. You should have said amen. <laughs> but one day, Chase, he backed up, and he was like, man, what are you doing? I mean, he, he just, he really gave it, gave it back to me. And it took me that moment to really humble. I had to humble myself and say, Jeremy, you can't treat people like trash and think that they're going to follow you. You can't tell them that he's your friend, but yet you're treating him like he's second rate. And I had to apologize to him, and, I, and, I, and, I, and that really changed my outlook on how I'm supposed to treat people. And if we're not careful, we do that in the church. We act like people are beneath us. There's things beneath us that we're not supposed to do. Somebody else will do that. And in reality, we're in this together. I'm, I may be the pastor of this church, but I'm willing to do anything that, has to, that we need to do with this church. I'll, I'll, if you was here earlier, I was sleeping on the floor. I'll pick up trash. I hadn't changed no baby's diapers yet, but it was closed a couple times. <laughs> but I would have done it. It's like, yeah, it's coming. But it's those things. I'm, not, I'm no better than you. We're all followers of Jesus. Amen? We're in this thing together. And if we're going to be the people God's called us to be, that's how it's got to be. It's nobody better than anybody. We are all need to be genuine followers of Jesus. And if we get that attitude of self-righteousness or I'm better than you, it's going to cause division and strife. Nobody likes to be working and see somebody else sitting down. I know I don't. I reach over and kick them out, kick them out, out of the way. I can't stand that. It makes me mad. I'm over here giving it all and you're over here sitting down just riding the train. That makes me mad. The rest of y'all, I can't see y'all guys, so I don't know if y'all grinning or what you're doing, but... It, may, it aggravates me. And it's the same thing. That's what happens. There's so many churches you look at. There's 20 people serving God, and there's 100 people show up on church on Sunday, and those 20 people are doing everything. And what happens is those 20 people eventually, they get tired, and they quit. And then you have 10 people doing everything. And if we all pulled our own weight, man, we could do so much. And if we're going to be the people he's called us to be, all of us has got to do the things God's called us to do. And realize that this is not about me. And it's not about you. 
Serving is where the rubber meets the road, guys. We can say all the time that, that I want to do this or I want to do that, but if we don't get up and do it, it never gets done, right? And Jesus took that time to make his disciples understand, look, this is not about you because it's not even about me. I came for you. I came to serve you. Jesus came and served us with salvation. And if he came and died for me, the least I should do is live for him, amen? If he came to serve me, the least I should do is serve him, amen? amen. If that means going and stopping on the side of the road and helping somebody that's, that's, that's hitchhiking, that's what I should do. I, I, I need to tell you this. I need some, some confession right now, right quick. Uh, you know, uh, you hear all these people say, I had, I had some family like, you can't pick up no hitchhiker. You never know. You might get him out and knock you in the head. And my whole thinking is, well, you know what? When it's my time, it's my time. Amen? I rode past this guy thinking the same thing. Man, he's going to kill you. He looks, he looks like, we watch Criminal Minds. Man, that thing will mess you up. <laughs> I was like, man, he's going to put me in his backpack and hack me off somewhere. <laughs> so I didn't stop. And I rode by, and I, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and I seen the man's face, and I, I just turned around. And I went back, and I said, like, man, where are you headed? He said, I'm going to Augusta. I said, well, as far as I'm going, it's Millen, but I can take you as far as I'm going. And he gets in the truck with me, and we begin to ride. And as I'm riding, I'm just like, well, he's in the truck. <laughs> and God told me to stop. So his man's went to find out about Jesus. So I start telling him about, about God. I start asking him about his relationship. And, man, this man just comes unglued on me. He's, he's falling to pieces crying. And right there in my truck, I realized that I stopped for a purpose. That God ordained that for me to stop. That man, was, it, was, it was a horrible situation he was going through. And he was walking to try to, go, to, try to rectify the situation. And I took him to Millen. I, my, I made a phone call for him. Somebody was going to come pick him up. And I was able to pray for that man. And he said, man, you don't know how, how awesome it is that you stopped. He said, I needed that. And it was a humble reminder of me saying, Jeremy, it ain't about you. It's not about your time. You need to be on my time. It's not about what you're doing. So many times we put what our priorities, what we think is important, above God. And it, we miss so many opportunities to be the vessel, to bless people, to serve people, because we don't have time. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing now, are you? I'm the biggest, and I do that all the time. But that one, God used that opportunity to really slap me upside the head and make me realize this ain't about you, Jeremy. This ain't about you. Philippians chapter 2. I'll give y'all just a second to get to it. It really talks about Christ's example of humility. It'll be on the screen if you hadn't made it there yet. It says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, for us being in unison. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who thought, I mean, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to grasp, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Now, that's pretty plain, isn't it? If that doesn't make you, under, make you realize and understand that when you, God saved you, he saved you for a purpose. And it was not for you to continue to live the life the way you always have. It's for you to live on, on purpose for him and, and be a conduit that blesses other people by serving other people. Doing nothing out of selfish ambition. That means we have to take our priorities and, and, and ask ourselves, are these my priorities or are these God's priorities? 
Is this what I want to do or is this what God wants me to do? I was reminded this week, I mean, in, in the rush of life in Walmart, walking through, and this, this man was, was broke down. And I'm walking through, and, and, and I just, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to stop. And it was just like, all right, you can help this man. Does, does, your, you know, does your time really mean that much? All I was doing was going to get something to eat, which that did, you know, that was kind of important. But anyway, so I stopped, and, and I turned around, and, and I asked him, could, he help, could I help him? And he said he already had somebody coming, but that wasn't the point. God stopped me to tell me I need to talk to that man, and I was going to ignore that. God's gifted a lot of you guys. It's all kind of mechanical ability. We've got giftings that, that he gifted us with. Why don't we use those gifts to serve God, to serve other people? I mean, I, I grew up driving a piece of junk truck. Amen. It was, I worked on it all the time. I got a little bit of mechanical experience. I could have helped that man. Now, Dallas would have had every right to run right past him. Every right. Amen. Thank you. Because... That man can't work on no car. He calls me. I mean, I'm not even going to share that. But anyway. <laughs> Some of us are gifted with certain things. And we need to use those giftings to show people the love of Christ. Instead of running through the busyness of life. You know, the word in Matthew 20, 27. I'm gonna, we're going to be back in there. But the word in that, in 2027. It's called the word servant. In that context, it means slave. It means slave. And what is a slave? A slave is somebody that, that obeys its master. Amen? Right? And if God's our master, we should obey him. And he's called us to be people that serve other people. You see these shirts on, on, on some people that says, serve people, serve people. We should be, if God served us, if we're saved and we're following him, then we should be people that are serving others. If it's all about us, I, I just, it infuriates me. I've been, I've, been in a, in a, I've been a part of a gathering where this person was very financially able and, and they gave a lot of money. And that's a blessing. They, 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 they were serving God with their money. That was awesome. But what, what punched me in the mouth was that? Was as they were walking by, they were like, yeah, I, I bought that for these people, and I bought that for these people, and I bought that for those people. It was all about them. It wasn't about Jesus. They wanted somebody to know that they paid for that. What does that show? It shows nothing but selfishness and pride. And I know I keep harping on that part, but... I just want us to understand that there's people outside of here that are dying to see it real in our lives. And the only way they're going to see it real is unless we serve them. Unless we serve them. To fulfill our purpose, guys, that we, we must serve. There's no other answer. There's no other way. God created us to serve other people. He created us to be a blessing to other people. In verse 26... He talks about being great. I'm sorry, my Bible is just doing some crazy things. Verse 26, he talks about being great. He says, it shall, be, it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. So, so in God's eyes, greatness means how well we take care of other people. So if that's the case, how great of a Christian are you? How great of a Christian have you been? Not taking care of people and saying, look what I did. No, just taking care of people that they, they, can't, they can't repay you. Greatness is serving others. And if we're going to make a great impact in Jenkins County, then we've got to serve our county in a huge way. That's how, that's how they, they don't, that people don't care. People don't care that you know about Jesus until they know you care about them. You've got to show them you love them by, by doing things for them, by caring for them. When we get a hold of that, we, it, it changes so many different things about us, and it changes other people. It changes us. By we, when we realize that the more we 
obey God in serving. The more you, you serve, the more you are becoming in the likeness of Christ. And the more we're being like Jesus, the more we feel like, our, like, we, like we have achieved our purpose, like we have purpose. The more we act like Jesus, the more we serve Jesus, the more, we have, the more we're fulfilled. Some of you think the abundant life is God giving me a million dollars. God giving me all this money, all this stuff. It isn't about all that. It's about being in the likeness of Christ. And the only way we become more like Jesus is, the, is when we serve. People see us, and they see Jesus in us. It also, it, it makes our mind, our mind uh, sets have to shift a little bit. Because we're so locked in of, hey, you need to serve me. You need to do this for me. And instead, we're telling the world, I want to do this for you. One of the greatest acts of of humility that somebody has shown me is uh, me and my wife was eating dinner somewhere. And I know it was like a $60 meal. And somebody just walked up and said, hey, your meal's been paid. I still don't know who bought that. And if you were in here today, thank you. It was great. But it showed me. Because before that moment, I was stingy. I ain't going to lie. I was stingy. I'm not going to pay for your dinner. Man, I got to pay for mine. But that made me open my eyes and realize, Jeremy, this ain't about you. It's about God's blessed you with a great job. God's blessed you with financial, you know, you're great. You don't have any, any kind of things over your head. So why don't you give back what God's given you? So how great. Are you? How great are you? If I, had to put, if I really had to poll all of you guys and say, well, how many of you really served somebody this week? The hands would be very few. Because we don't think about that. We think about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ as telling somebody about Jesus. And it is. But the entryway to be able to share and to be able to have influence in our community and our county is to show them that we love them by serving them, by doing things for them. One of the things that, that really broke my heart one day is there was a lady that, that felt like she didn't belong in the community. She, she lived there for a long time, and, and, and she just felt like nobody cared about her. All her family lived in Atlanta. She had nobody to live close to her. And somebody from our church at that time, said, hey, you know, she's, I've seen her fall down twice in her yard. She can't hardly get in the house. And she's very old, and she might fall down and, and, and break something. We need to do something. So we went over there, and we built her a wheelchair ramp. But what, that wasn't what changed my mind, changed my heart, and really just, just gave me, just broke me inside is when I walked inside. I walked inside, and there that lady was crying uncontrollably crying. And I walked up and I was like, ma'am, what, what's, what's going on? Can I help you? And she was like, you just don't understand. Why are y'all doing this? Why, you don't even know me. Why are you doing this? I said, well, we've heard you was in need and, and we just want to tell you that we love you and, that, and we love Jesus and we're trying to, to, you know, to, to show you that we love you and we love Jesus through doing this. And she, she couldn't even talk. She was crying so much. She said, I don't know how many churches have just come by here and said, we love you, we're going to check on you, and they never show back up. And they tell me they love me. But I don't think anybody loves me as much as y'all do. And guys, that was one Saturday. That was six hours and eight men. And all of us cried like a bunch of women because of how much that meant to that little old lady. And yes, I had other things I could have been doing. But there was nothing else, no better than I could have been doing than that. Because not only, not only did she get a wheelchair ramp, but now that lady had hope. She had hope that people loved her. She had hope that, that there, was, there, was, there was more to life than just living and dying. And when we do that, we show people there's hope. Taking our time and our talents and serving the world. You know, the next thing it does is when we serve other people, it shows where our priorities are. 
I've learned, I've learned about serving in a way because I failed at it so much. I, I do. I, I, God has, 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 has uh, chastised me a lot on this, and I'm hard-headed. I had a, a lady from, uh, from the community call me and said, Jeremy, there's a, there's a young man here that, that needs some help, and I think you're the man to help him. I was like, great, okay, I'll help him. I don't have time, but I'll, I'll do whatever I can. You know what I did? I ain't calling. I didn't call him because I didn't have time. Two weeks later, she calls me. She said, did you call him? I'm like, no, ma'am. She said, well, you need to call him. You need to call him. She's one, and she said, God told me you needed to call him. And she's one of them ladies, if God said it, then God said it, okay? <laughs> so I called him. And you know what I did? I, I was in a rush. I, I was in a rush, and I met with the guy, and as we were sitting there meeting, I, was, I figured out, all right, what's wrong with him? This is what his problem is. He needs Jesus. So here we go. So I began to tell him about Jesus. You know what he did? He shut me down. He said, I said the sinner's prayer when I was a kid and I got baptized. I'm saved. I don't need to get saved. He was bitter. He was mad at the world. And all I did was show him that Christians don't really care about you. And when I left, it broke my heart because I realized that guy was lost. He was just religious. He was lost. And, if I, if, if, and, and he, God had put him in, in my pathway to serve him, and I didn't. It took a year of me calling this guy and trying to meet with him, and finally I got to meet with him. I bought that joker's lunch, I mean that joker's breakfast every morning, not because he couldn't afford it, because I wanted to show him that I cared about him. I, 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 just, I asked him how he was doing. I, I tried to do all I could just, just to show him that I cared because I knew how much he needed somebody. And because of that, eventually, when his life was going upside down, he calls me, we meet for breakfast, and he just breaks down and says, you know what, I've been caught up in religion, and my whole problem is, is I'm not saved. And God allowed me to be a part of that man coming to know Jesus Christ. But if I hadn't opened up my schedule, if I hadn't opened up my pocketbook, and if I hadn't swallowed some pride and realized that I had messed up, that would have never happened. Now, he probably would have gotten saved. God would have allowed somebody else to come into his path but that blessing of being a part of that, I would have never gotten to experience. How many blessings do we miss because we choose to do our own thing? And just know I love you guys, so I want y'all to come back next week. I know this is tough. Y'all looking at me, y'all mean mugging me bad in here. <laughs> but for us to be the people he's called us to be, for us to be the church he's called us to be, we've got to get out in the, in the community and serve other people. I mean, how awesome it is. I don't know how many people I've heard of say, you know, the, the difference it makes when they come in this door and there's people saying, hey, I'm glad you're here. We're serving you from, the, from, from out there in the parking lot to the pulpit. And it shows people how much we love them. We should do that every single day. Every single day. It changes other people's mindset and other people's perspective when you serve them when there's nothing to gain from it. Because they know you care. They're not going to listen to anything you say to they know you care. And we can try to beat people with the Bible all we want to until we get a little compassion and we show people we love them. They're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. And eternity is forever. And we should take this seriously, guys. We should take this serious. It's not about just getting up, going to work, making money. It's not about go, just going out and doing life and doing all these things. It's about serving God. Everything we do should be about serving God. Amen? But we turned our life about us and God on the side. It's what makes us happy. And then if it, if it pleases God, then okay. One of the things that, that just got me as I was reading this week was a, when I read John. John chapter 13, when Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he realized that his time was getting short. And he wanted to make one more, one more point to his disciples so they could really understand what it meant to follow him. 
And we're running close on time, so I'm going to paraphrase some of this. But as Jesus, they got through eating. And as they got through eating, Jesus takes off his jacket. He takes a towel and wraps around him. And Jesus goes down. And he gets on his knees. And he kneels down in front of his disciples and takes off their, takes off their sandals. And there they are, their dirty, nasty feet. Their nasty feet. The God's son. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? God's son got down on his knees and began to wash the disciples' feet. He pours water over their feet. I mean, could you imagine Jesus wiping your feet? And I'm imagining their feet is worse than any grocery store feet we've ever seen in our life. But they're wiping their feet. I can imagine they're wiping Jesus' feet. I imagine just tears began to flow because this is my Jesus, my Savior, on his knees, cleaning my feet. I can't think of a better act of humility. I can't think of a better illustration of showing this is not about me. I came to serve you, is what he was saying. And if Jesus came to serve us, then we should serve other people. Jesus was fixing to go to the cross. It wasn't like they were fixing to go go dancing in the field or nothing. No, it, it it was an important time. He was fixing to die. He knew it. But yet, he thought it was enough to show them what true love and true servanthood meant. And there's people out there, guys, that are dying and going to hell every day because life is about us. And we're not really focused on serving them. But you know, as Jesus was washing those disciples' feet, he gets around to old Peter. And Peter was a disciple, but Peter was full of pride. And when he got to Peter, Peter said, Oh, no, no. You're not going to wash my feet. Look, I'm too good for you to wash my feet. You're not going to wash my feet. And he said, Look, if you don't let me wash you, you will have no part of me. Guys, there's a lot of you that have been coming in and out of this place for the last four weeks. And Jesus has been kneeling down, saying, look, I've given you salvation. I'm on my knees serving you. Why don't you let me wash you? So many of us are full of pride, not wanting to surrender. Not wanting to give that up. So many of us are worried about the mistakes we made in our past. I can't come to Jesus because I got to clean up my mess. Or, or if I do come to Jesus, if I do surrender, that means that I was wrong. We have to swallow our pride and realize that. Let me tell you something. Jesus washed those guys' feet of everything they just walked through. It didn't matter what they, what they went through. It didn't matter what was on their feet. It don't matter how dirty your life is. He wants to wash you clean today. But you've got to accept Him. You've got to allow Him to do it. Because He says, if you don't let me wash you, then you will have no part of me. So if you don't swallow your pride and say, I want to give it to you. I want you to clean my past. I want you to clean me. You're never going to be what God's called you to be. And you're going to keep running in circles. A life without no purpose is no life at all, guys. And God created you to serve Him. And you're never going to be happy until you surrender to that. 
don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Might not be anybody. But God's just been laying that on my heart constantly all week. That it don't matter what you've done. It just matters that you surrender. It just matters that you surrender. If Peter, Peter was the most influential person, God used him to plant, to, to, to do mighty things. But Peter would have never been used if he didn't surrender and say, wash me, Lord, wash me. So that's you tonight. Because you, you've got to be saved before you can serve. You've got to be saved before you can even realize you need to serve. And you've got to be saved before you realize it's not about you. So that's you tonight. I just want to challenge you guys. Raise your hand and say, that's me. I want him to wash me. I want him to wash my past away. I want him to wash all that dirty stuff away. And I want to surrender. I want to say, you know what? I don't care what people think. I just want to serve you, God. If that's you tonight, just raise your hand. So by not raising your hand, you're saying that I'm clean. By not raising your hand, you're saying I'm born again. So your next question is this, who have you served lately? It's time for us to, to stop saying we want to be the church God's wants us to be, but we've got to step out and start doing it, amen? We've got to start putting our money where our mouth is and start putting our faith at work. So who's that one person for you? Who's that person you need, to, you need to show that I love them? Maybe it's that neighbor that, that, that's lost, that won't listen to you. Maybe you need to take them a meal when they're sick and say, I love you, I care about you, so that you can have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Maybe it's that coworker that you need to show some compassion to that's going through a hard time. Who's that one person? Because serving starts with you. It starts with you. And when you serve, and you serve, and you serve, and you serve, and when all of us are serving all over our county, it shows our community that we as Connection Men love you. We love Jenkins County, and we want our county to go to heaven. We want to reach our county for Jesus Christ. And if we're not doing that, it says the opposite. It says, I don't care about you. It says, I don't care if you go to hell. It says, I don't care anything about you if I don't open my mouth and show you that I love you and show you by my actions. Actions speak louder than words. Serving is uncomfortable, guys. It makes us get out of our comfort zone. But serving shows who has our heart. It shows who we are about. If we're about ourselves or we're about Jesus. And the amount of impact we have on this county is up to how we as, as, as Millen Connection serve our county. And how much they know we love them. Black, white, yellow, green, whatever color they are. We're God's people, okay? We've got to get that out of our head. So tonight, I'm just going to open up this altar. A little different than we've ever done before. But this altar's open. Maybe there's some sin that you need to confess before God. You need to say, look, I need to give that. Before you can serve God, you need to get some sin out of your life. You say, I'm not serving people because you know what? I know that person that I need to serve, but I can't because I'm bitter and I'm mad and I almost hate them. Maybe you need to come and say, God, forgive me of this so I can love them. Maybe there's things that you need to, you need to give to God. Maybe there's people that, that you say, Lord, I, I need you to give me compassion so I can serve them. And that's what it's all for. The reason we come to church is not so we come and we look pretty to, to the world that we went to church. It's so that we do business with God and we leave here different. And this altar. That's what the altar's for. So God's moving in your heart, stirring your heart, and saying, look, I need to do a better job of serving my community. 
I need to do a better job of serving my family. Serving your wife. That's what this older for. If God's touching your heart, y'all come home. And when I start praying, y'all start coming. And if God's moving, he's going to play until his fingers start hurting. Y'all just keep coming. The biggest thing we can do is do business with God. And don't sit on a pew and do nothing. Fathers, we come to you today. God, I pray that you would burden our hearts, Lord. Burden our hearts, God, to be the people you called us to be, God. Lord, I pray you would break through our selfishness. I pray, God, you'd break through our pride. God, I pray that we would see not just people when we do life, but we see their eternity is at stake. God, help us love people the way you love us. God, help us see people and value people the way you value us, God. Lord, your word says that you came not to be served, but to serve. And God, I pray that that would be in our minds all week long. That God, that when we go to work tomorrow, that Lord, our passion is to show people we love you by serving our employer better. God, I pray when we get home tonight, we we want to serve, we want to show our wife or our husbands how much we love you by serving our spouses better. God, just move in our hearts, Lord. God, we've become so calloused, so calloused to to, to this this life and making things about us. God, it's going to take you to break those chains, God. So God, break us. Break us, God, so that we can reach people, so we can be the people you've called us to be. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for allowing us to come and hear your word, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would just uh, speak through us the rest of this week. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.